Well, that sounds fucking great, actually. <laughs> Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Wendy Bowlesby and Melissa Kirscher. another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. It's a dome for having pleasure inside. That doesn't sound good. Never mind. <laughs> oh, no, it sounds great. It sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of your co-hosts, Wendy, joined by Melissa. Hello. Right over there. And uh, we are coming at you again, like, like juggernaut. God damn it. <laughs> We're coming at you again to talk about some movies and what has brought us joy lately. So that's why we're here. I have no idea why you're here. Um, but like, I'm also not going to inquire too deeply because everybody gets to really make their own way in life. We don't judge. Very, I'm very, very philosophical today. So, <laughs> Melissa. Yeah. What have you watched this week? Well, I had... A joyful experience last night. Uh, so, dear listeners, back in 1981, when I was five, six, seven years old, somewhere in there, the U.S. television was in a thing where they actually had, like, horror movies that made-for-TV horror movies uh, that they just aired on TV on prime time. And, uh, you know, like, Salem's Lot was one of them with David Soul and Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, there were a few others. Um, but my mom, in her wisdom, I'm not sure if it was wisdom, but uh, she let me stay up late one night and watch one of them. And uh -huh. it has been forever burned in my memory. And it took me many years to figure out what it was. And it took me many more years to actually watch it again. And last night, I watched it again. So, dear listeners, Yay! on Shudder <gasps> is a made-for-TV movie called Dark Night of the Scarecrow. What? Yeah! Okay. Burned in my brain. And so uh, this is this is a movie of dubious quality. But <laughs> get out. It it was it was influential. And you know what? I had I had joy rewatching it because uh it wasn't terrible. Um uh, it's very ham fisted and but you know, it's kind of got that spooky season charm. So if you're looking for something fairly cheesy and PG rated horror because it was made for tv dark night of the scarecrow is there for you folks so uh dear listeners this is a movie where it starts out with uh in a a rural small town and out in the fields uh in in the bright day glorious sunshine among the flowers in the fields there is a young girl and her friend a an adult person of of limited Mental, mental 
abilities uh, named Bubba. Aww. Played by the guy who was uh, later to play Dr. Giggles in a whole series of movies. But anyway, he, uh, character actor alert. There's a lot of character actors in this movie. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at this. Um, yeah. All of these faces are very familiar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a smorgasbord of character actors. So Bubba and this young girl are making flower uh, rings and they're they're singing songs and all that. They're best of friends. And uh, she... Uh, she goes, uh, they go off on an adventure somewhere and they uh, see that there's a new fountain in the backyard of one of their neighbors and the little girl goes, I want to go see the fountain. So she gets into the fence and Bubba's like, oh no, I don't, I don't want to go in there because uh, he's a, he follows the rules. And as she's in the fence uh, playing with the fountain, the, the family dog goes berserk and attacks her and he breaks in the defense and he he grabs the girl and he uh runs up to uh i i believe it's his neighbor's house and he's like i didn't do it and she's like covered in blood presumably dead and it's horrible it's horrible so uh there there are a squad of of four uh good old boys kind of head uh headed by the local postman played by charles durning (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they they decide oh it's, it's so wrong that 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 uh that guy bubba has harmed that girl and so they they go and they decide to lynch him which they do and uh off we are to the races now the girl has survived but bubba is dead and now things start befalling the people who uh did him wrong so yeah, it's a it's a revenge tale. Uh, it involves uh, uh, bad people uh, getting killed in various ways, including in a grain elevator, which is the particular killing that was embedded in my brain. Uh, you don't want to dr- die in a grain elevator. Just saying. But yeah, it's Dark Knight of the Scarecrow with Charles Durning. As the world's most evil USPS employee. <laughs> I mean, Charles Durning, for having such a sort of cherubic face, yeah, mm-hmm. he um, he he's got he's got a quality. He does. He does, and also, ooh ooh ooh, Bubba's mother, Bubba's mother is played by Jocelyn Brando. Who's that? Marlon Brando's sister. And yeah. if you saw her, if you saw her, you'd recognize her because she was in a bunch of stuff. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And she, come, she comes onto the scene and you go, oh yeah, oh yeah, this woman is going to take over this movie for every second that she's in it. It's like, all right, you go. You go, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, chewing on scenery, I would assume that's something that oh, perhaps yeah. is in the DNA. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, as for me, Melissa. Oh yes. Um, Chris and I had a movie night on together on Friday night, just mm-hmm. the two of us, because uh, Theodora had a performance, and we decided we were in the mood for something in spooky, but a little bit more fun. So we opted for an anthology. We watched VHS 1985. How did you like that one? Uh, We really enjoyed it. I had not watched any VHS before this. 
Not oh, that, really? Yeah, okay. not that I've avoided them. I just have never managed to get around to it. Uh-huh. So, um, of course, one of the segments is by Scott Derrickson and C. Yep. Robert Cargill. Yep. And so, and that one, um, it was good to see it in context because Cargill had, like, shown me a screening of it. Mm-hmm. Um previously so i was i was like i wonder which one was theirs and the minute it started i'm like oh no i remember this one yeah this one. Oh yeah but um i really enjoy uh i really enjoy how and i i'm curious now to watch the other ones to see how they do it of like this very much feels like a vhs tape that is getting taped over and bits mm-hmm. and pieces and stuff very fun um love that uh love that conceit the framing story, which is sort of the background tape that is being taped over mm-hmm. um, about this, I think, Co- Rory, that's his name, Rory, mm-hmm. this thing that they find and they decide it's probably sentient. And then it starts mimicking. And my favorite thing in, in, in that story and one of my favorite things in the whole the whole anthology is just this one woman being like, it started mimicking us, and I was the only one who thought that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that yeah. woman's got her head on straight. Like, she knows what kind of movie she's in. Right? Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Brightburn? I have not yet. Um, it's not great. And I'm mm-hmm. going to... Do you, do you care if I spoil it a little? Go for it. It's Max uh, Landis. I don't think I'll... It is the Max Landis one, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, eh. I like the conceit of it, which is very simply, what if you found Superman, but uh, it, it was evil? And just mm-hmm. the once again coming back to kind of like what happens in The Ring and in other movies that's very fun of like, why would you assume it was good? Right. Why would you pick up a baby alien in the woods and just assume that it was going to be like a human, even Mm -hmm. that, you know, it looks like a human, so it's going to be like a human. Right. And so that's what I love about that line is like the minute it started mimicking us, why would we, Oh no, it's trying to communicate. Um, maybe on a good day, (laughs) (laughs) but let's be pessimistic here. So that framing story, uh, very fun, very fun. Oh Um, yeah. And, and, as with most anthology films, I feel like VHS 1985 is a little uneven, but uh, much less uneven than other anthology films that I've seen. And the framing sequence wasn't the worst of them all. <laughs> like yeah. the framing sequence actually worked, which it, which makes me happy because framing sequences in anthology films are just kind of a, oh, you know, it's not going to go well. And then this one was like, oh, that kind of worked. All right, then. Yeah, it was a good button. It Mm -hmm. was a good button at the end. Um, I really like that there were two segments that were like very different, but continuing the story from like Mm -hmm. a different perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. And both of those segments were fun in and of themselves. Oh, yeah. Um, So that would be uh, No Wake and then Ambrosia. Um, Ambrosia, by the way, uh, Minneapolis team. Really? 
Yeah. Well, that's Mike Nelson. Is it that Mike Nelson? MST three uh, K. No, it's a different. There's a lot of Nelsons in. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. Minneapolis, but um, uh, uh, Lauren Anderson, who's in the local uh, improv scene here, uh, was one of the the family members. <laughs> and oh. I, I saw her right away and it's like, yeah, it's Lauren. Oh my goodness. And, and that it's like, of all the people I expect to see during Fantastic Fest movies, when I see Fantastic Fest movies, it's like, yeah, the Austin people, I expect like even your husband to sh randomly show up in a movie I'm watching. But then somebody from the Minneapolis scene shows up and like, what? That's a Venn diagram overlap I did not expect. So I was very, very pleased in the theater when I when I saw it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, yeah that's fun. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. There's a segment by Gigi Sal Guerrera. Um, I love that one, actually. Right? Chris and uh -huh. I both really enjoyed that one. Mm -hmm. um, like the whole vibe of it was mm -hmm. really great. Um, there was Techno God. Um, yep. Which was okay. Hmm. Like, um, uh, to be honest, like it's a, it's about a performance artist who's like trying to summon the new god of technology, and um, like performance art stuff is always so wiggity whack. Yeah, that I'm yeah. always that I'm always like, hmm, I don't know. Nope, I'm not really emotionally engaged because. Because it's performance art. Because it's it's a performance artist doing a performance piece. And so it's just like, well, you're weird. Okay. But boy, howdy. Is it ever true to seeing performance art performed? <laughs> yeah, that is a true statement. Yeah. The woman who, who did that segment uh, said that, basically got up after the movie and said that, uh, yeah, she was raised around a bunch of performance artists and like, yep, you knew exactly what you were doing in this one. <laughs> oh, that makes so that, much sense. That, that only could come from somebody who was in that scene at some point. And then, of course, the the one that Scott and Cargill did mm -hmm. was Dream Kill, which is a very fun um, sort of clairvoyance, injury, like very much playing on the ideas around like Nightmare on Elm Street, mm -hmm. uh, right? Which is such a seminal '80s film that I really like. I like this sort of riff on that. Yeah. So overall, like. Yeah, out of all of those segments, only one did I just go, meh. But everything else I was very, very, like, on board with. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Ah, so that was, uh, I do recommend it. It is on Shudder. Yep. Uh, as, as so many good things are. It's, is it spooky season or shutter season? <laughs> it, why not both? Yeah, indeed. Why not both? Mm -hmm. uh, so, cool. Melissa, did yeah. we want to talk about things that brought us joy this week? Uh, yes, I have to think of something really quick, though. Uh, you go <laughs> ahead. You go, you go. It's like it's like we're ordering from a menu, and it's like, oh shit! I was talking and I didn't pay attention to the menu. You go first, and it'll decide by the time you're done talking. Melissa, we need to send the waitress back because I don't oh. know. What, I don't know either. Oh no! Oh no! Oh and it's no! Like, I've been in a really, I've been in a really good headspace. I've been happy, but like, um, okay, this is so sad. Do you know okay. what brought me joy? 
What? This is so sad. Um, I, 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 I did. <laughs> I sealed grout in one of our bathrooms. <laughs> I mean, it is very satisfying. But I mean, it really brought me joy. Okay, so the the main bathroom, right? The one, mm-hmm. the one that you use when you're here mm-hmm. visiting. Um, first off, like we put in a new light fixture, and you can actually see in there, and it's not dim. And that new light fixture really, really made it visible to me how dingy the floor looked. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is um, just the the actual tile and the fact that it's just this regular cement grout like with right. it's not white it's not black it's not nothing and it just the entire floor just looks sort of dingy and it did need a good scrubbing so on saturday i used my electric mop by the way that brings me very much joy everybody should get an electric <laughs> mop um <laughs> So I used my electric mop to scrub up the floor real good. And then I sat down and I put white grout sealer on all of the grout lines. And now the floor looks so clean and bright and it makes the entire room look better. And it is such a sad thing when you get so old. (laughs) The ceiling grout is like, do you know what brought me joy? My bathroom looks so much better now. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I understand because I am also at that age. <laughs> <laughs> Homeowner joy. Whee! Yeah. Yay. Uh, um, what about you? Oh, let's see. Uh, Halloween's coming up and that always brings me joy. Um, 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 uh, gotta, oh, gotta send the waitress back. Um, <laughs> okay okay here's something i'm looking at right now um so wendy after many years of staying in your spare room while i'm visiting austin texas mm-hmm. uh wendy has in this room uh little cork boards where she has put all of her uh enamel pins in mm-hmm. there because there are way too many fun enamel pins in the world to wear on any one piece of clothing true and so after many years of having two hats that have all my enamel pins uh the hats have gotten very heavy and they no longer fit all the pins so uh i took a note from wendy's playbook (laughs) and i bought these little uh self-adhesive hexagonal tiles of cork and I put them up in like a, a a honeycomb pattern on the wall of my spare room. And now they're covered in pins. Yay. And that, that makes me happy. And I have uh, either uh, more corkboard than I need or far fewer p- pins than I thought I had. Because uh, it's not nearly full enough, which means uh, I need more enamel pins. <laughs> well, Melissa. <laughs> yeah. I feel like give it time. Yeah. <laughs> just just give it time. That's true. <laughs> ah, so, yeah. all right. Well, that was a delightful little romp. Oh, yes. Oh, and I should say a note to our dear listeners. Uh, next week, 
there might not be time to record. So we will see. There, likely next week there will not be an episode, but uh, the following week, pretty sure we will have one. How's that? Uh, also, yeah, I'm going to be in Australia. That's right. I do have uh, some... I still have some backlog recordings from way back when, back in the olden ooh, days when ooh. we were first recording this podcast. <laughs> uh, I still have some uh, old audio that I could probably polish up and put oh, out wow. there. But but I have a uh, I, I have a friend coming in from out of town next week, so editing is editing yeah. time is slim. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll figure yeah, it out. Yeah. We'll figure um, it out. But yeah, I'm going to miss two Mondays. Okay. Yeah, two. Okay. Two. But I'll be two. back by the third. However, I'm li- likely to be very jet lagged. However, I'm sure I will have stories. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you will. I bet it will make you very happy. It, I bet it I'm will. sure this trip will bring you so much joy. We're going to have to have extra long podcast just to talk about adventures. Yes. 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 Oh, okay. So, okay. listeners, uh, this has been the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome coming at you. Just a brief amuse bouche, stepping inside for a little respite of joy in cinema. And so, uh, we will talk to you next week, as per usual, except that maybe not next week, but you know what we're talking about, like as with mm-hmm. all the caveats previously expressed. So, I am Wendy one of your co-hosts, joined by Melissa. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who are you again? <laughs> and... <laughs> oh, what's my name? Ah. <laughs> ah. So, and we hope that you also have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at XanaduCinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I just remembered what the happy thing was going to be. Oh, no. <laughs> what was it? It was my my realization that Dune is really just Lawrence of Arabia in space. I mean, you're not wrong. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs>